Yes, sir. Say hello to a new friend. Okay. I'll talk to you in just a bit. If we... Take a well, I've got to uh, get this thing up. It's 5.30. Let me... It's all set to go. I'll call you back if I don't hear from you. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. We're uh, just on the phone with uh, Jim Livingston. Uh, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties on the Amarillo side of the equation this morning. And, uh, well, hopefully Jim will be joining us real soon here. Um, Jim is a very, very talented photographer. If you have ever wondered if uh, photography is art, Take a look at jimlivingstonart.com. Just absolutely astounding what this fellow can accomplish with a camera and, and, and sometimes little or no photo editing. And, uh, hey, good morning, Jim. Jim Hinkley, how are you doing, brother? Pretty good. I'm glad I'm not the only modern Amish person in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe two old coots, isn't it? So how's things in Amarillo this morning, Mr. Jim? You know, they're talking about snow here. I don't think we're going to get that much. Uh, they're talking about a, a couple inches north of here, but uh, it's cold outside. You know, I, I tell you, I get so damn tired of the weather here in Kangman, especially like this month. It's day after day of sunshine and 65 degrees. I don't know how much of this a man can stand. <laughs> you know, your your part of the world is absolutely one of the most beautiful uh, parts of Arizona. I just love it out there. You know, you, know the, you and I are kind of desert rats, so the heat don't bother us too much. Oh, no, I'm one of the dry roasted nuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the problems with having weather like this, where it's day after day, sunshine and warm, is when you get out of bed in the morning, you actually have to look for something to complain about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, Jim, the thing about, the thing about Amarillo, Texas, is uh, there's a saying around here. It says, if you don't like the weather, stick around because it will change. Amen. So, Mr. Jim, I got to ask, you know, uh, I was just talking before you came on that uh, people always, there's still a debate about photography being art. But yeah. when they see your work, there's no question that you have an artistry. Well, How? Gosh darn, your storm pictures, for example, absolutely impressive. I take it you have a passion for storm chasing. I do, actually. Um, first time I storm chased was in 2013. I have a really close friend of mine who is a mentor. And you know, when I say that, it kind of tickles me because he's like 26 years old. Uh, well, he was 26 years old in 2013. Can you believe how fast time has gone the last 10 years? Oh, I'll be uh, dead a week before I even know it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this kid, um, like I said, he's, he's, you know, he's in, well, I guess he's in his thirties now, but, um, 
he's just a phenomenal storm chaser and a phenomenal photographer. He's been doing photography since he was like 10, you know, and he, he took me out storm chasing and we got under a tornado and I was just absolutely hooked. So uh, since 2013, um, I've done it uh, professionally for channel 11 down in Lubbock. And, and now currently I'm a, a professional storm chaser for channel 10 here in uh, Amarillo. And, um, it's just amazing. Uh, absolutely wonderful to, to watch the power of nature up close like that. I've always been impressed with, uh, in this, you know, the summer tornado season when out there on the plains watching those massive thunderheads build yeah. is just, just, it's just, uh, it's awe inspiring. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm a, I'm pretty handy with a camera and I understand whether good enough to stay out of trouble. Right. Um, but the guy who I chase with, his name is Doug Black and Doug is one of those people who just has a nose for uh, weather. I mean, the guy is a weather wizard is what I call him. And um, he, when we can't chase, Doug will send me a text with where the storm is going to pop you know, where it's going to actually start to boil up and become a storm and where the tornado is going to show up. And, you know, he's accurate over and over and over again. And one of the coolest things about storm chasing uh, for the TV station is, you know, I mean, they give us kind of a heads up and they let, let us use some of their apps and stuff like that. Um, but we get to show up where the storm begins to boil. I mean, we actually see the clouds boil into a thunderhead and then we chase it across the plains and it's it's amazing i mean nature is so incredible in um in its power and scope and uh, you know it makes you feel small but in a good way it puts you in your place gives you a little proper perspective on life you know all of a sudden your problems seem very minuscule i can imagine Jim, you know, your work, uh, and you're doing Jim Livingston art, and you're doing a new type of, uh, you're embracing some new artwork, too, I see. Yeah, uh, NFTs. Um, it's, a, it's a whole new kind of style of digital currency, uh, digital artwork uh, based on cryptocurrency. And, um, you know, a lot of people are very suspicious of it. Um, things like this, uh, you know, kind of like if you look at the history of art, things like this kind of pop up and they become very popular, kind of like Beanie Babies. You know, they were worth a million dollars for a short time and now they're not worth nothing. You find them everywhere. Um, and so, you know, NFTs are kind of the latest crave. I think they're here to stay, though, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, NFT stands for non-fungible token. And what happens is if you have a digital file, so it doesn't just have to be art. You could your will could be a non-fungible token. You attach to it uh, cryptocurrency, which creates a blockchain. And in that blockchain, you you basically create a uh, contract that can't be edited. So, um, one of the problems that photographers, in particular, have had is people really don't want prints anymore. So if I go shoot a wedding or something like that, what they want is they want the digital file so they can put it on social media. Um, that's become our modern day social, uh, modern day photo album. And in days of old, 
photographers made their money off of the hard print, off of the actual print that you sold somebody, right? So a new uh, model for that is to do NFTs because you can't, um, and I suppose somebody's going to come along and figure out how to do it. But right now, nobody knows how to uh, edit those blockchains. So you can't, uh, you can't forge them. And in doing that, that digital file becomes the original digital file. And everything else is a forgery. So it's a way to uh, create a one-of-a-kind, unique uh, piece of artwork or your will or your wedding picture or your song or anything that could be a digital file. And uh, crazy enough, because they're one-of-a-kind, they're going for millions of dollars. Um, there was just recently a rap star who did one that went for like $1.2 million dollars. There's a kid in Seattle who's walking around taking pictures of historic benches, which I think uh, you would find interesting. You know, Seattle has benches that are over 100 years old. And um, the kid is walking around documenting those, and they're selling for like $2,000 a piece, the, the photos, the series. So is, uh, it's crazy. It, you know. This is so difficult. You know, I, I live in a world of Model A Ford technology. And, um, God, it, it just, it's just, a, it, it's exciting. It's unnerving. It's, uh, well, the opportunities this represents for people, you know, to, 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 to for artists, for craftsmen. Yeah. It really and truly, it, and it, it really is a neat thing because if I put a, if I put a file out there, people can download it. Uh, if I put a picture on the internet, people can copy it and, uh, you know, it, all, that's one of the problems with social media is if I put a picture on social media, anybody can, uh, can steal it, basically. Right? The NFT can't be stolen. And um, so I, the, the, the image can be stolen, but you can't steal the blockchain. So last week uh, was the first time that I actually put anything up uh, for sale. And I did uh, my moon pictures. And uh, right off the bat, I mean, within 24 hours, one of them sold for $490. So, and it was real money. I actually, I actually spent it and, you know, <laughs> went and bought groceries with it and everything. Just astounding. God, Jim. You know, a few years ago, you were, uh, uh, you did the I Am Route 66 project. I did. Yeah. That was, and, a, and it, you know, it's still kind of in, in, in the works. Um, we traveled uh, Route 66. That's how you and I met. And um, uh, I asked three questions. I am, I regret, and before I die. And I had people write those in their own handwriting and uh, attached it to a black and white portrait of the people. And uh, just about the time that I got the damn thing flying, uh, COVID hit. And not only that, but the company that was going to publish it went out of business because of COVID. So um, that one's on the back burner. Now it's it's really kind of on the back burner. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for um, I, I trying to decide if I want to redo it. You know, it's a couple of years old now, and um, I need to find another publisher. And it's just man, life gets frustrating. Life gets in the way of life. Well, it beats the alternative. Uh, but you know, one of the things about that I am Route 66 project that I was impressed with when you were doing it 
use its potential to be a valuable historic record for the Route 66 community. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the passing of Dave Clark and, and others, it's already uh, become manifest as that, an important historic record for the evolution you know, of Route 66. Yeah. Um, about uh, 10 of the people who I photographed have passed away, including Dave Clark, who was a dear friend. Uh, just love Dave. And when I, when I realized how powerful, at least for me, and you know, some people could argue that it's not worth anything, but for me it was powerful. Um, Bob Mullins. Do you remember Bob Mullins? I do, yes. Um, Bob owned the Gasoline Alley in Missouri, just outside of Cuba. Cuba, right? Or was it Lebanon? No, it was outside of Cuba. Yeah, just outside of Cuba. Just a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, and real, a real museum of Route 66 artifacts. You know, I mean, it was just wonderful. And Bob was one of the coolest dudes on Route 66. Just had a great time visiting with him. And um, his answers... Um, his before I die answer was before I die, I'll travel all over route 66 here. This guy had this amazing passion for route 66 and he had never traveled the entire highway. And within, I think three months he, he died, I believe of an aneurysm undiagnosed, just, just fell over, you know? Um, and I realized all of a sudden that question before I die, it was very poignant. If you allow it to be. It most definitely and, you know, this is one of the things about the COVID situation in general. It has caused people to stop and to reflect on what they're doing with life and how important friends, family, travel. I think it's going to have lo- real long-term implications in that department. I hope so. I hope people, um, you know, so many, uh, most of us get up and we drink our coffee, we go to work, we come home. And we don't really think about the fact that, uh, who was it, Benjamin Franklin, that said that uh, most people die at 28 and they're buried at 70? Wow. And I had not heard that, but, you know, that that is, yeah. And, you know, life is meant to be lived. Um, about, uh, you were talking about storm chasing. In 2016, I was uh, hit by a car, uh, threw me about 10 feet, and... Um, it really shook me up. I mean, it really, I, I came very, very close to, to dying. I mean, when you look up in the headlights and you got a car coming at you at 70 miles an hour, it, it'll make you think. And um, oddly, and, and I say this, and I, and I hope it doesn't sound too trite, but since that time, I've not been afraid of uh, dying. The dying doesn't scare me. I think I came close enough to it to where um, I didn't really have any kind of like a near-death experience, but I had an overwhelming sense of peace. Um, what scares the hell out of me is not living, not taking advantage of every single day that I am still here. Um, I would hate to show up at the pearly gates and say, you know, I wasted the time you gave me, God. You know, Jim, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the essence of everything right there, my friend. That that just sums it up perfectly. The idea is to, to to leave this place a little better than when you got here. Try to enrich other people's lives. As the good book says, uh, be a blessing unto others. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, try to enhance this world a little bit. And you do that with your, your photography, your artwork is just such a – a lot of times it's almost – I hate to sound uh, – 
uh, I don't want to give you a big head so your hat don't fit, but your your work, your even your calendars, they're almost inspirational in their beauty. Well, thank you, Jim. I, I, I genuinely I appreciate that. You know, um, it's kind of funny. I, I get a lot of accolades, and, I, and I've won a lot of awards and contests. And um, This last year was one of the best years that I've ever done. We sold to all 50 states. So my art went to all 50 states and 13 different countries. Um, and, uh, you know, I did... June teases me. June's my sweetie. She she teases me all the time about the big head like you were talking about. Really and truly, the whole reason I started doing the artwork was I had been a social worker for 25 years. And uh, I'd worked in the legal world for a while. And I had just become the most cynical, dark human being that I knew. I expected the worst out of humanity and um, was completely burned out. And I, I knew that I needed to reframe the entire world and the wonderful thing about photography is your viewfinder you focus on what you want to focus on right and um, you can focus on the pile of dog poop in the park or you can focus on the flowers and um, and so I started really uh, using the camera as a tool to focus on what was beautiful in the world and how it was beautiful and um, changing my internal attitude that the world was really beautiful and that there were beautiful people. That was one of the things about the I am project is I met such amazing human beings like yourself and Bob Mullins and, and David Clark, you know, the guy that we just talked about that passed away. Yeah. David Clark was a, a true giant of a human as far as a character and knowledge and, uh, and just, one of the best guys I ever met in my life, you know? God, and uh, so if, if it has any value, maybe it's because I allow it, allow other people to see those parts of the world that I see as beautiful. So the best place people can find your work uh, is jimlivingstonart.com. Yep. Jimlivingstonart.com. Uh, that's my website. Uh, you can find me on my NFTs are on OpenSea. And look for Seamus, S-A-M-M-U-S, which is what my dad called me when I was growing up. Uh, Seamus is uh, Gaelic for James. Uh, it's open, open C, as open in uh, just the letter C? Uh, no, open C as in open, open C as in smooth sailing C. Okay, gotcha. Open S, open O-P-E-N S-E-A. And then I'm on Facebook Jim Livingston Art. I'm on Instagram, Jim Livingston Art. I'm even on LinkedIn, Jim Livingston. So wherever you want to follow me, even on um, Twitter, I think. Well, I'll come follow you in Amarillo, but it probably won't be until the snow quits flying. <laughs> I would love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you, Jim. Jim, we're overdue. Hey, Jim, thank you for doing this this morning. And uh, I I have really enjoyed uh, this visit. This This has been... This has been really good. This is impressive. And I, I think you're going to really inspire some folks today to get to, 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 like you said, it's so easy to be cynical and it's a matter of focus. Uh, yeah. And it's like we were talking about before the program, you can meditate on the problems. You know, I used to work for this old, I, I my John Wayne period, I worked with this uh, cowboy philosopher and Brad was a bad influence on a young man. Uh, he uh, 
was a stereotypical cowboy. It's like he'd read the book. He was somewhere about six foot uh, three, four, so damn thin he could hide behind a flagpole. And he was somewhere between 60 and 200 years old. <laughs> and he had always had this weird philosophies. He called himself an optimistic pessimist. And he said, I start every day sitting on my bunk before I put on my boots, meditating on how bad the day is going to be. And he said, at the end of the day, he says, I'm the only one smiling because it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I don't know what to say about that, but he had a unique outlook. Jim, thank you. And uh, well, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, Jim. Take care, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. little music from Joe and the boys of the road crew. Say hello to a new friend. Give a shout out to our friends at the Wagon Wheel Motel in Cuba, Missouri. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Check out jimlivingstonart.com. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America Take care, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Vaya con Dios, mi amigos.